Welcome to the Seriously Greatest Podcast. I'm Kay. And I'm Sports. And we're back to discuss Grey's Anatomy. Um, a good episode this this week. I'm spoiling the punchline, but I enjoyed it. So right away, be ready for some positivity on my part. Some cons, but some pros. Uh, we're going to follow the same pattern we used last week, where we each add pros and cons for the episode, or things we enjoyed, things that were a bit more things we will, we would like to ask questions about. Let's formulate it like that. Uh, the title of the episode we're going to discuss this week is Back Where You Belong. The writer was Jen Klein. The director was Oliver Bockelberg. And uh, the synopsis that I wrote goes like this. Nathan is shaken by parents who are reunited with their daughter after years spent thinking she was she had died. Owen supports Joe while she has internal struggles regarding a patient's father who used to be violent towards his family. Meredith refuses to go back to work because she has to be better than Ellis. Alex is back to work, but nothing really comes of it. Minnick needs Arizona to shut up so she can kiss her right in front of the hospital while they spend the whole episode hiding their friendly banter. Because that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Sports. Pro. Con. Go. Okay. So, I'm going to start with the one that I guess probably everybody expects me to start with. <laughs> um, and that is going to be the the Minnick in Arizona stuff. Okay. So the Minnick in this episode, let me start there, is the Minnick that I liked when they first introduced her. Yeah. The way she talked when she was presenting the case to the students, she said, you're going to be all, you know, you get to do this. And she mentioned under the supervision of attendings, yeah. her approach is the approach that I liked when she did her her day there trying stuff out. Mm-hmm. So the I think that when they present Minnick in this way, I like the character. Yeah. When they have her go a little too far on the overconfidence scale, I, I'm not going to lie. That, that bugs me a little bit. Yeah. Now, I get that I've decided that that is her defense mechanism for a couple things to kind of protect her feelings, dealing with the fact that she's in a new environment and the attendings aren't going to like her. Yeah. You know how sometimes when you know that you're, you're not going to have the most popular opinion in the room. Oh yeah. You get defensive and in trying to pretend like you don't care, you come off looking like a bit of a jackass. Oh, yeah. So there done that. I'm going to take her overconfidence as that's kind of what she was doing. Uh-huh. <clears throat> because her approach in everything this episode, you know, Bailey had a great point. If, Rich, if it had present, been presented to Richard differently, he would have loved it. But we'll get to that later because that's a different pro. Oh, yes, because I have a lot of opinions about that. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> but I, you know, I think that once she realized she had at least one ally in Arizona, yeah. that she kind of scaled back on her being all about being confrontational with the attendings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was like, this is fun doing the banter thing. Of course, you knew it was going to bother Arizona. Yeah. You knew it was going to bother Arizona. You could tell by her the look on her face. Yeah. Every time she had to switch gears. Yeah. She she disliked it the first time with Jackson, and she hated it the second time with Richard. She was Which is why she waited to tell her at the end that, no, I don't like this. Yeah. Um, But the Arizona and Minnick pairing. It was kind of cute. It was kind of cute. And I don't... I want to make sure I'm super clear on this. I don't dislike the match. I don't. And I think that there can be some fun there. I just... And I know that people are going to say, 
well, you just are all Calzona all the time. You know what? I am basing it on the chemistry of the people involved. You think? I, I just don't think there's as much chemistry as there was with Jessica and Sada. I, I would agree with that. That is, you know, I don't think they're a bad pairing. It's definitely a much better pairing than Callie and Penny. Oh my god. Not even comparable. Apples okay. and oranges. Um, you bland, know, and bland I, apples. I think that it's going to be, I think that it's going to be fun. Yeah. Okay. So, I like your explanation of Minnick uh, that the overconfidence thing might be a defense mechanism. Like, I, I'm not... I find... Because before you had that explanation, it came off to me as a bit like the the writing for her kept going back and forth a little bit. Like, I, I was flip-floppy. Like, what am I supposed to do here? Like her? Dislike her? Like, I'm not too certain what's what I'm supposed to to think of it, but I think the the way you explained it as being a character trait more than a writing ploy kind of makes it work for me, so I appreciate that. I'm on the con side with that storyline. I don't appreciate that there's not really a follow-up. There was an explicit follow-up between her and Stephanie that we saw. I'm not a fan of that. Kind of, it makes me like what Arizona says before they kiss. Like what Arizona says, like you're funny, you care about them more than me. Blah blah blah. Like, okay, you're saying very nice things about her. Not too sure those are things I've seen. Those are things I've heard said about her from you, Arizona. But I, I, I would like to see those things because I know that you, as a teacher, Arizona, you would have had a follow up with Stephanie. The fact that you're telling me she cares more than you and I haven't seen that from her, like, it makes me mm, uneasy. I would like to see that rather than be told it, that. You know that, I, yes, when I saw that, I actually wondered, okay, was there something that got cut for time Yeah, that they had wanted to show us and we didn't get to see it? Because Stephanie's reaction, the whole I'm not ready, yep. that seemed to come from a genuine place the way Minnick reacted to it I don't know like I feel maybe there was something cut up I feel like there's something missing for for me to really get on board with Air, what Arizona is saying okay so it's always been a flaw in my opinion in the Cali and Arizona dynamic where when Arizona was expressing something I often felt like Cali wasn't really listening or she wasn't really listening. It always, it often came off like that to me. Or Arizona's insecurities weren't really addressed. She wasn't fully heard. That was kind of a thing I observed in my viewing of their relationship. Um, the fact that when Arizona is expressing, like, I don't like this, I'm not into this, blah, blah, blah. The fact that Minnick is all like, shut up, I want to kiss you. I'm not too into that. I would like to have a relationship where Arizona's concerns are heard and addressed. You know what I mean? And I'm not, maybe that's what Minnick is kind of saying. Like, we're not hiding it by kissing her. You know what I mean? Is that you know, what she's saying? You know, I, I agree with you. As long as this is the only time she cuts her off like that, I'll be okay with it. Yeah. And Arizona, like, a, okay, the tension's been building up. You're doing all this rambling. It's because you want to kiss me too. Shut up. Let me kiss you, and then let's go back to having a conversation. Yeah, but also Arizona, go talk to your people. Like you can't be a minic yeah. and like you're you're the one person Arizona, in my opinion, who has been confronting minic properly and calling her out properly on the flaws in her plans and the, the, the places where she is lacking. I feel like Arizona's really the one who's been addressing them and trying to make it better. Like, I don't feel like you should be shameful, shameful in going to your friends at the hospital and saying, you know, these are flaws in Minnick's 
programs. These are things, flaws in Minix's character. These are things that I'm trying to address with her. These are things we need to address with her. But this could... I think she deserves a chance. There's nothing wrong in saying that. No, there isn't. And I really think that that could be very helpful to April right now. And, like, it's the argument Meredith is making with Bailey. Like, if I disagree, I should be able to express it. Like, same goes for the other side. Same should go for Arizona. You know what I mean? Yep. Ah. It's almost like... Oh. It doesn't need to be this dramatic and this hiding from people. No, but... <clears throat> Really, it's it's kind of a grown-up version of how dangerous peer pressure is. Yeah, yes. Absolutely, yeah. Because that's what it reminds me of, is that now they're beginning to see that this could be a better thing and it could work. Because even Richard is getting there. Yeah. You could see it was in his eyes in the OR when Minnick says, you know, when that's exactly what you did, nice job, Dr. Weber. Yeah. You know, about the teaching them. Yeah. And the fact that he went to get Mayor back. So Richard is seeing it. Now what he has to do is get the others to, <clears throat> to get on board as well and kind of back off their all-or-nothing stance they've put themselves into. Yeah. Which is going to be easier said than done. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. <laughs> okay. Your con. Um, <clears throat> I, my con, I, I kind of get why it happened. Because I'm sure Katerina was on maternity leave and they just wanted her to just film a little bit so we wouldn't forget that Amelia was around. Yeah. Um, that she didn't talk much. No. Now I'm with, I'm of the school that I saw some of this online that she's probably feeling kind of depressed and that's why she's doing all this sleeping uh-huh. is that she's kind of sleeping and hiding so that she doesn't drink. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, <coughs> but I, we, our listener Sherry on the Facebook group also brought that up. I I want words. I want words because we don't even know. You know, here she is now. She's at Mayor's, and Stephanie just had this terrible experience. Yeah, and she looks at Amelia as a mentor. And if Minnick hasn't really talked to her much about it, you know, uh, Amelia's kind of becoming self-involved, I guess. Maybe they're building it up. I uh, This is like the, the type of thing where I'm going to talk about a storyline that's never going to happen that should happen. But like, what if we haven't seen the Minnick resolution because they're waiting for Amelia to be back to kind of call Minnick out on it. And it's kind of a big character growth moment for Minnick to address this properly with Stephanie and Amelia. Oh, maybe. And they're not talking about the depression thing or the sleeping thing because they're waiting for her to be with Owen to do it. And they don't want to rehash. I don't know. I just, I miss hearing her voice. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's my fave. And Maggie, I I love Maggie, I do. But sometimes she's a little too rainbow and sunshine. Oh, the gang's all back together. Wait. The gang's back together because Amelia is depressed and left her husband. And Alex just avoided going to prison and can't live in his loft with his long-term girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) So, I love you, Maggie. You're awesome, but... Sometimes it's not good to have the gang all back together. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, we had a just because we're mentioning we're mentioning Amelia. Uh, Lauren on Facebook asked, 
At the end, when Amelia was curled up and asleep on Mare's bed, was she wrapped in Derek's stupid blanket, featured heavily in 1216? Because that makes me tear up. She was she was on her big bro's side of the bed, curled up in his blanket, and Mare let her do that. Do you think it was that blanket? I do. Oh, <laughs> so sad. And I, I mean, again, they only have forty-two minutes, so we didn't get to see this. Mm-hmm. But Mare's been home with just her and Amelia. So I don't know if we're going to get it through flashbacks or what, but I, I'm willing to bet that those two have had a couple interesting conversations. They have, they had to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because mayor might've been joking about being bored, but they also kind of had the good sense. She looked a little tired. Yeah. So, I couldn't help but wonder, is it because she and Amelia had some conversation and going through some stuff? I don't know. I'd be interested also, because, like, this is... I'd be interested in seeing those Meredith and Amelia interactions, because it'd be interesting to think of them and kind of see how different they are to how Meredith reacted when Christina would do that when she was with Owen kind of take refuge in Meredith's home. Yeah. Uh, okay. What is it about being with Owen that makes you want to go live with Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> Maternity leave. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, a big pro for me was the, um, the whole topic of reunion. And I, I thought that that was very interesting. We had a few very interesting reunions this episode. Um, we had a character come back who we hadn't seen since season four, Dr. Sen, the psychiatric doctor. Uh, he was there in season one, season two. I think maybe not season three, but he was there in season four. And we hadn't seen them, him for nine seasons. And now he's back, still at uh, a psychiatric doctor. That was fun. I, it was fun to see him. Uh, I don't think it was announced, right? Or did I just miss that? No, but you know that's one of those continuity things that sometimes they do. Yeah, that is just awesome. Yeah, agreed. There was the whole reunion of the band being back together, as Maggie mentioned. Uh, the three sisters being back together in the end in the bed was pretty awesome. I I kind of dug that reunion. Ellis being brought up to me felt like a kind of a reunion. Just the fact that she was talking to Richard about her. Of course, there were the there were sorry. And you had to love the fact that she tried to do an Ellis voice. Yes, (laughs) absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um, The parents with the daughter, of course, that's like the kind of more obvious main reunion that we have and the feelings that it ignites in Nathan um, with him thinking about Megan. Like, I was thinking when Owen came out of the hospital, hugged Joe, like, I was thinking, like, after we see Nathan on the bench, I was kind of expecting Owen to walk by, continuing his walk after he had hugged Joe. But no, I kind of... Kind of wish we would have had that, um, but it might be an ongoing thread. Maybe Nathan would kind of carry that state of mind into the next episode. I don't know. I really, really believe that we are being set up for Megan being alive. I, I felt, am more yeah. convinced after this episode than ever that that's going to happen. I feel like you might be right. I mean, they did do some amazing casting with her, so it would be a shame if it what if it didn't come up. A big shame. And I mean, it's just they they did this big storyline this episode and they made it a point of having Riggs be such an integral part of it. So good at it, too. Oh. I mean, oh. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. 
this episode a couple times. Yeah. The the crying I did, and I did it again when I rewatched it. Where that she has a gravestone really got me. Yeah. And the and the high mom. Ugh. Yeah. I liked Nathan's reaction to that, like saying, taking the position that he, they had given up on her. I didn't really agree with what he was saying, but I understood just because of his character's past, I understood where he was coming from immediately. And I I love, 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 love when they have patient storylines like this and they go... Sometimes there's like they have storylines like these that are so emotional and so amazing and so well written and I feel like they kind of miss the connections they could have done with the doctors but this time I feel I felt like it was very well explored and they did like it wasn't a miss at all they they took it Both to its cases potential. Were wonderful. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So I was very happy to see that. This was um I think it was Matt who actually at one point said this was old school Grace. Agree. Because when Grace hits its mark on having patient cases that get us right in the feelings. Yeah. And they tie in with our doctors is when Grace is at its best. Yeah. Oh, another reunion. We were reunited with the Fred House. That I don't just mean the set, like I mean that type of feeling that it has, that it is a Fred House. I felt the the, the 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 opening scene really gave me that feeling. Um, it's been a while. Also, a kind of a pro about this this episode is it's it was the first time in a while where I felt like the characters, the use of the each character was, was well balanced. Like I think Leah might have been the only one that was missing, but she's not a regular. I think Deluca, like wasn't used a lot, but otherwise I felt like the balance was very, very good. And it's been a while since I've felt like that. Um, okay, con. Not a con. I'm not against a storyline, but like a storyline that or a character's behavior that made kind of rose some questions for me was Jackson's behavior in this episode. Like where does all this anger come from and why is it so pronounced when it's towards April and Minnick? At this point he knows that Catherine has something to do with this. Like at like why is it so towards April, do you think? Um well I think that in his mind and of course he hasn't said anything, so I don't know. But the fact that his mother did this is probably really bothering him. That his mother is once again <coughs> stepping in yeah. to, to kind of his, his life, if you will. And I really think that somewhere he's got himself convinced that April picked his mother and her career over him right now. Because he's not dealing with his unresolved feelings about April since Harriet was, or, yeah, since Harriet was born. Yeah. Also, she went for supper with her, kind of implying that, I don't know. Yeah, she's that team. she's picked the side. Yeah. And the fact that you know, April has stood up for her choices. You know, Minnick took a job that was offered to her. Yeah. You know, I just think that um, Jackson has some unresolved anger issues. And they're just all <coughs> being put on April. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to fight with his mother. It feels like they're setting up the storylines for the Jackson and April centric episode that's coming. Yeah. Not the next one, but the oh, one that's... after, I think. Episode 16. Yeah, it's on the 16th, I think. Yeah. 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 Do you think... I don't know. 
the whole idea, like when he was talking to to Arizona, the whole idea. Uh, I I I don't understand how you can be polite to her after what she's done to Richard. Like, I get it. I get that what Eliza did had an impact on Richard, but it wasn't an attack on Richard. She doesn't know Richard. Like, it was more of a disregard towards Richard than doing something to Richard. I guess I'm playing with semantics here, but I just, I don't know. Like, I'm kind of tired of this attitude they have, obviously, as I've expressed before. Hopefully it comes to a head soon. Okay, your turn with a pro. Um, the fact that Bailey went to Meredith. Yeah. I think, um, it shows a, a maturity on Bailey's part mm-hmm. that she recognized that maybe she was being stubborn and she went there to meet Meredith, what I think is more than halfway, <laughs> you know, um, because she went to her. She had no reason, you know, no obligation to do that. Yeah. And she and she did it. And. The explanation came kind of too late, but I love the explanation of what would Richard Weber do? Yeah. Because for years, even when he wasn't the chief, what is the first reaction all of the fans have? That's why Richard's always the chief to us. Richard Weber, still the chief. Yeah. Richard Weber is only Richard. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah you yeah. see it on Twitter whenever Richard is chiefly. Yeah. So I take great comfort in the fact that when Bailey is making these decisions, she does it. And she's saying, you know, I think in my head a hundred times a day, what would Richard Weber do? And she was so right. If it had been presented to Richard differently, he would have bought in a hundred percent. Okay, but how on earth can you make a decision thinking like this and then not present it to Richard in a way he'll accept it, is my thing. How and on that, earth? <laughs> I, that, I think, is, again, the way that Bailey kind of lets Catherine manipulate her. Okay. That Bailey, in trying to show that she can be independent of Richard didn't include him in a conversation that she should have. Trying to prove to Catherine that she was a dragon. Trying to prove to Catherine she's a dragon too. Yeah. So she did this unilaterally and she skipped steps. But then backtrack, like fix it with Richard. Because like it's not that you took the wrong decision. It's that you went at it so wrong. And I think that eventually we've now had the Meredith and Bailey conversation. Yeah. Meredith coming back. I think we're going to get a great Richard and Bailey conversation. Well, we need to. (laughs) Yes. We need to. Um. So we have on Facebook, Simone said, I like the episode. I really enjoyed the medical cases this week and how Eliza's teaching approach is good. I hope Eliza ends up staying at Grace. And of course, I enjoyed it with Arizona. I expected more from this scene between Mare and Bailey, eager for the next episode. So what would you say to people who kind of felt underwhelmed about that scene? The Arizona and Minnick scene? No, the Bailey and Mare scene. Oh, well, I think that what happened was this is a great case of the promo building up that we were going to get a lot more. Okay. The way the promo was set up, I really thought that over half the episode was going to be Meredith and Bailey. Kind of, yeah, and me too, negotiating. Yeah, me too. You know, because I said we're going to sit down and talk about this like smart women. That was what they used in the promo. I'm and even... Like, okay. These two are going to go to town. And even Bailey, before she left, saying, I'm going to Camp David, like, that's a peace summit type of implication. Like, you're going to, like, debate this until you have a 
an agreement. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe this is my West Wing coming out. And it was very out, short but... and sweet. Yeah. And yeah, I guess I, I think that the promo built it up to more than it was, than it was. It was a little bit of misdirection. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that in expecting one thing and getting the patient storylines that we got, particularly in the, um, the case of Claire with her parents, I think that there was a lot more emotional impact from that for me because it's not what I was expecting. Yeah. And how about Meredith Wathing, like saying that her conditions are Richard is back in, Eliza's out. Is this reasonable? It's not reasonable, but Meredith has never been reasonable when it comes to her loyalties. No, it's true. <laughs> so it's very in character. Yeah, it is. Agreed. How how do you think that she's coming back next episode after having a conversation with Richard? Yeah, well, she called Bailey. Yeah. But what's interesting is I think that what's going to lead to a final Richard and Bailey conversation is that uh, at some point, Bailey is going to find out Meredith only came back because Richard went to see her. Not because of anything that Bailey did. Oh, uh, yeah, that could be it. Like, uh, she's under the impression that it kind of sunk in and she made a difference and then she realizes she didn't. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's very likely. Very likely. Okay, a con. Um... The dramatic license that they took with Joe going up to Owen and saying, escort this guy out of the waiting room yeah. without any real, that, they work so hard to be accurate at so many things. And then every now and then they do something like that. I know they were doing it for dramatic purpose. I get it. But it kind of, when you see something that unrealistic, it takes away a little bit from the storyline for me. Mm-hmm. Because that is, that is not Owen. Owen would want to know why he was kicking somebody out of the hospital. Or he trusts her without having an, 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 explica an explanation. But the thing is, those characters don't have that past history that kind of justifies that blind it, trust. Yeah. They don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah. So. That. But, yeah. That just seemed very odd to me. But I and love I get, that pairing. Oh, yes. You know, it's. <laughs> the episode, really, the, the that pairing is like, oh, they should have these two work together more. But all the times we want them to have people work together more, they're just not enough time yeah yeah no i hear what you're saying yeah and you can't like who was surprised that the man had not le left no one why because no, they really because... did not have any like legal right to kick him out no yeah they had none because he didn't do anything to them while we were there there was no mention of a restraining order or anything legally. If anything, the mother was in the wrong if she didn't get any of that and she took off a year ago with their kid without informing him of where. Yeah. I mean, not to victim blame, but we're, I'm, I'm not trying to argue that the, the mom is like to blame for any of it, but like the sadly, we live in a place in a world where he does have right writes sadly he does that's yes how it is um i kind of dug it though that owen just went for it without having an explanation i i i've always been a sucker for owen being having hero moments i can't help yep. it owen's my guy <laughs> and, and then yeah. and then he followed up because he went and found out from april what was going on yeah Yeah. And then Owen sought out Joe to see if she was okay. Mm -hmm. um, 
you want a, there's a reunion of sorts that we haven't talked about was Alex and Joe getting to work together again. True. And he he checked on her as much as he could. He tried yep. to, you know, make sure she was okay and all of that. So that was nice to see. Um. Okay, so I not a con, not a pro, but I have a question that we can only speculate <laughs> about the answer, but still. At this point in the storyline, and really since a while, I mean, since a few episodes ago, I've been thinking about this whole Minix storyline and all the characters' position on the matter, and I'm really wondering here, what do the writers want me to think? Is it a rare instance where they want the, their like presenting me with many perspectives and I'm supposed to make my own opinion? Is it like a, a situation where I'm not babied into taking anyone's sides? Like, I don't know. I feel... I, I don't know what the writers want me to think. And it makes me feel uncomfortable because usually Grey's is pretty clear on what I'm supposed to think. I don't know. Well... I, I I think we're supposed to d decide for ourselves. Ugh, so and I know work. that yet I know <laughs> that <coughs> that isn't what you want to hear, but I I think that we are supposed to be looking at this almost through the eyes of an attending and um at this point we're also in phase two. Yeah, in our in our acceptance of this new teacher and teaching style. Yeah. Am I supposed to feel all this frustration of how this could have been done so much more easily? Because I am. well, yeah, because how <laughs> many of us have gone through a change at work or in our job that we didn't necessarily like how it was handled, and you go. Man, if they'd just done this instead, I yeah. would have been on board faster. <coughs> and it's so a learning I think curve. we're supposed to relate to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're supposed to find something in common with with our our favorite characters with that. That does not mean that by any stretch of the imagination that I think that Jackson being so angry is right. Oh, no. And you notice now the two people that seem to be the most discouraged are Jackson and Richard. And I really think that at this point, that's now their frustration with Catherine, and they're taking it out on Minnick. Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so I, I think I don't even have notes anymore. Do you have anything else? No, I just, I gotta tell you, I really, really, really liked this episode. This is one of those episodes that reminded me of why I still love this show so much. Yeah. So, rate it, then, on a scale of five tequila shots. Five I, I'll, give it a four, I'll give it a 4.8. Wow. Strong. And not only that, I would use some of the flavored tequila... That was that I brought home with me from Mexico to toast it. Oh Lord, I have, <laughs> I have almond, I have coffee, and I have peanut butter. Oh, I wish I, you know, I've, I'm sure I've mentioned this before, but me and tequila were on a long-term breakup right now. <laughs> oh, you don't even know you're drinking tequila with these flavored ones. Well, that's even more dangerous, isn't it? <laughs> Oh, it is so good. Oh, I bet it is. Uh, I I agree with you. This is one of the good ones. I, I Easily the best one we've had since we've come back for the second half of the season for me. Uh, I, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Really good, strong, good storylines, good patient storylines. Yes, the characters still aggravate me, but I, I do think it's in character uh, and... Uh, I uh, 
I'm feeling that this storyline is coming to a head. So you know, I I'm I'm try I'm starting to see the light. I think so. Uh, I I I'm enjoying what I'm seeing. Um, good episode. Good job. Good job, Jen Klein and all the writers and everyone involved in making Grey's Anatomy. Making it great again. Um, okay. We have listener feedback. Um, so Mariana says, I love it. Uh, it is really classic Grey's. I love the patient storylines, how they related to the characters, the intersections between them. I need more Owen and Joe. Riggs broke my heart. We can all be thankful for Bailey and Meredith sitting down and having a conversation. Arizona and Eliza are being really immature, but I laughed and it was all good. Uh, it was a good kiss. Uh, what the hell is happening with Jackson? Well, we tried to answer that, Mariana. I'm not sure if we did, but I'm sure we'll see more of where that's coming from. And I don't think he's happy about what he's doing. Like, his reaction when April left the, the room, to me, made me think, like, he was not really happy with how he was making her feel. Did you get that impression? I, I did. I get the impression that he realizes he's wrong and he doesn't know how to walk it back. Yeah. But that's always been one of those things with Jackson is that when he makes a mistake, he doesn't always seem to have the tools in his toolkit to walk it back. Yeah. Yeah. Matt said, one of the best of the season, classic grays in every way. Yay, Matt loved it. Um, this one, I'm not sure I'm going to, this name, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce properly. Let me know if I don't. Shate says, also, I loved seeing Joe finally be strong. The weakling whiny stuff had made me tired. About time, Joe, and clap hands emojis. So we haven't really talked about Joe in this episode. Her state of mind, where she was coming from. This is another of the storyline where I felt like we were being set up for finally diving into this storyline more. I, I feel like it's coming, just like uh, Megan and Nathan's storyline. So, do you think we're going to get the two at the same time? Um, that would indeed be interesting, wouldn't it? What if it's crazy, 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 and the two are related somehow? Well, there's only one reason I don't know about that. Megan would have had to, I mean, Joe's only a resident. Yeah. Age-wise, that doesn't work for when Megan disappeared. But what if he's an army doctor of sorts or, I don't know. Maybe he ends up being a specialist that they brought her to. Maybe. That I could see. Because there's no way that Joe was really old enough to be married when Megan disappeared. Mm -hmm. Because we got to consider Owen arrived eight years ago in, our, in real time, which with some of the time jumps... We're talking close to 10 years. Yeah. And this happened when he was serving before that. So it, if if the two are related, it would have to have happened later. Like, it's not that he would it, be... Like, she was rescued and recovered, and he's some kind of specialist to help her. Yeah. You know, it's going to end up being, if, if he's, like, really powerful and a doctor, I bet he ends up being some kind of psychiatrist or somebody who's really good with reading and analyzing people so he knows how to manipulate. Uh-huh. Um, I, I liked that Joe, while it obviously brought back feelings uh, for her that were hard to deal with, she, she was still willing to confront the father and try to advocate for her patient. And I, I, I liked how she confronted him. Absolutely. And the maturity of Alex 
where he was ready to step in if needed, but he didn't go nuts on the guy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, I like when, yeah. I liked it. Um, okay, so that's pretty much it for listener feedback. If you want to join in the conversation, you can join our Facebook group, The Grey's Anatomy After Party, or follow us on Twitter at TSG Podcast. Um, Sean, the land news. It's bad news this week. We have no Grey's Anatomy. So We have no TGIT. Yeah. But... None. But interesting choice of programming, I have to say. Yes. Um, the ABC miniseries event, When We Rise, is going to be on um, for the week. And on Thursday at 8 o'clock, where Grays would normally be, from 8 to 9, they actually have a special about some of the real-life people that inspired the miniseries. I like it. Not sure I'm going to have time to watch. <laughs> but uh, if anyone does, will you sports? Will you watch? I'm DVRing it. So I'm not sure if I will be completely caught up on it um, every day that it airs. But I expect that I'll be able to catch up um, to it on Thursday. You'll have to. Because I... Sorry, I just have some time off and I have time to do it. I'm always, with the exception of um, TGIT and The Walking Dead, most of my TV, I don't watch it the night it airs. Yeah. I watch it the next day so I can skip the commercials. I'm the person that drives the Nielsen's crazy. <laughs> But I mean, that seems to be a lot—a lot of people. You're not—you're not alone in this. I mean, you're already better than me. I watch nothing live ever. Oh, no. I know. Last thing I watched live was the Emmys. No, not yes, the the Emmys to watch Sarah Paulson win an Emmy. Are you going to watch the Oscars tonight? Uh, I don't think so. Just because I have a flu and I think I'm going to go to bed. It, and these okay. things you end have to, too okay, late. Here's the thing, though. You've got to watch the first hour because Viola's category is they always do outstanding supporting actor and actress first. Okay, so I might watch for Viola then. And I really want Viola to win. Okay. I'll, I'll wa for Viola. I'll make an effort. I'll make an effort for Viola. She deserves that and much more. <laughs> she deserves an Oscar. Is what she deserves. Um. So not next week on Grey's Anatomy, but the following week we have an episode. The title of it is Civil War, ominous. Uh, Richard Jackson and April and Catherine. Tackle a grueling trauma case intensified by hospital politics. Boom. Those four people in the same case. That's a war. <laughs> yeah, this is all going to come out. It's all going to get aired out. During oh. this and, and guys, the tension doesn't end there because Amelia finally faces her feelings about Owen. Oh, my lord. That one I'm looking forward to, I have to say. Like, this needs to be addressed. This needs to be talked about. These two need to talk. Yes. It's going to be exciting. And Meredith gets caught between Nathan and Alex over patient. Ah, oh, Are they trying to make it love triangle do you think? No. Because, it. I mean, the promo, Alex calls her out and says she likes Rick's. Which she does. She does. She doesn't want to admit it. She and has she to. really doesn't want to admit it because Maggie likes him. Yeah. But Alex... Alex has always been really good at calling Mare on her crap. Yeah. Or anyone and else. And has crap. been able to call Mare on her crap without it affecting their relationship. There's only been one time that she got really mad at him. And that, that was when... Um, it could have cost her Zola. 
Yeah. The rest of the time, Mara's taken it, taken stuff from Alex that she wouldn't take from anybody else. Yeah. So I don't think they're making it triangly at all. You know, it's but not... I think that it's going to make Meredith face her her feelings. Yeah, it's not a it's not a coincidence that this week we had Maggie with Nathan, kind of slowly bringing that back up. You know, yeah, those feelings back up. And Maggie says to her, "You get it." Yeah. She said that to Meredith. Yeah. Oh, I don't want Maggie to be heartbroken about this. She's gonna be. And then her mom stuff. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> protect her. Poor Maggie. Um, the episode was written by Elizabeth Claviter, who uh, I identified as the J-Pril writer. So interesting that she's not writing the following episode, but the build-up to it. We're gonna see if there's good J-Pril stuff, but I think there will be good build-up. Um, and then it was directed by Nicole Rubio. So, I think it's got. I feel like it's gonna be a good one. I, at least the synopsis promises good storylines. But, you know, those promises don't always hold up, but I'm I'm hopeful for this one. Um, sports. If we want to talk to you on Twitter or on the internet, where can we do so? Uh, on Twitter, at SportsFan12921. And you can also talk to us through the podcast account at TSG Podcast. You can send us an email at seriouslygracepodcast at gmail.com. Com. You can also send us uh, something through Tumblr at the seriouslygracepodcast.tumblr.com. And we um, have a Facebook group called the Grace Anatomy After Party, where we talk all about Grace news and the episodes, which you're welcome to join. Um, that's it for this week. Thank you for listening. We'll be back not next week, but the following week. And uh, thank you for listening. Well, I'm sports and I am seriously looking forward to locking our antagonists in a, a room or an OR and getting all this stuff cleared up once and for all. Let's do this. Let's do this. Um, I'm Kay, and I'm seriously happy that Sports and I talked this episode through, like, two smart women. <laughs> You're so smart. <laughs> oh.